You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive Scottish football content. Hi everyone and welcome to the debut edition of the SM Media Scottish Football Show for 2022-23. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be back on the show. It's been a while since we've done this show and it's a pleasure to welcome back the one and only Mark Wilson. Wilson, it's been a while since we've been on together, but it's a pleasure to see that face again. How are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it isn't a pleasure seeing <laughs> that face. And it's, it's great to be back, Scott. I know you've obviously had your personal issues to deal with. But it's great you've kind of put the focus because, believe it or not, my fan base has been crying out for this show to get back on uh, on a Sunday. There have been thousands of letters and all that being sent to me to get this show back in the road. Um, so it's great to be back. And just a wee shout out to our pal Shankers, um, who's not on tonight, but hopefully he'll be back with us soon enough as well, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good to be back, obviously, with, with Wilson as well. We've been out. It's been a while since we've been on together, but it is good to be back on the show. It's a pleasure to welcome back as well, Charlie Richmond. Charlie, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Scott. I uh, can only echo what Mark says about your personal side of things, and I don't have a fan base, so I don't care what it's like. <laughs> uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back and good to have Charlie on as well. Made his debut on the show. Welcome to the show, Lewis Anderson. Lewis, a pleasure to welcome you on. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Scott. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, great to be on and uh, looking forward to this evening. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely fascinating show. We are only, as we stand, 70, 48 hours away from the season kicking off. We're recording this show on Thursday night, hopefully to get out on Friday afternoon. Wilson, before we get into talking about this season upcoming, last season we obviously cut the show a bit earlier than we were, pl- we were planning to. What was your overall thoughts on last season? What was it? What did you miss talking about over the course of the kind of few months we were away? Well, I actually, as and as much as um, a former guest Rory Lloyd frequently texts me about my predictions last year, um, and they say that Rangers would win the league by double figures, um, I keep pointing out to him that I did predict that Kelly would also win the win the league. I did also have Darvo to win the league as well, if you remember correctly. So I think my uh, predictions outweighed my failures, so, so, so to speak. Um, last year, again, circumstances uh, dictated, but um, I think the highlight for me was definitely Seville. Um, obviously, the, the dread of Rangers winning that UEFA Cup was uh, consuming me. Um, but again, I, I know when I say this, oh, I'm a wee kid on with the Rangers supporters, but I, th- I think it, it, if Roof or Morelos had been fit, I think it would have been a completely different outcome um, to, that, to, that, to that game. I, I really do think that. I think if I was a, a Rangers supporter, player, whoever, and involved in the last, you know, I think they get, was it Zenit in the last one in 2008? I don't think you'll ever get two better chances to win a European trophy, you know, um, and, they, and they, came, they came up short. You know, both both times, which I found incredible. I really did. I genuinely did think Rangers were better in the night track. Maybe not in the night, but when I looked at the the, the, the stuff before the game, 
Um, and again, and I think I think it was the fella from Rams that Ron Gordon had an interview mm-hmm. saying that the Rangers have been carrying Scottish football um, in terms of European stuff for a few years now, and that, that, that that's very very true. But again, I was very surprised that he came up short. But then you had the you know Kelly winning the league comfortably. <laughs> At the end of the day, Derek McCannis was brought in to do that particular job and get us over the line, which he did. Um, so that was obviously a, high, a highlight as well. And again, and I know we've had a wee bit of banter on our chat back and forth. Big losses. At, at, um, some of the teams as well, I think. Um, I think it was maybe, was it Gormley? Uh, David Gormley at Corn Rains had put on about some, you know, like how, how is Joe Rebo leaving for six mil or supposedly six million? You know, I know they've got a big kind of transfer for Bassey. It's a wee bit, things like that can do upset me with Scottish football. They can just come and punch players for, you know, a, a very small part of their actual uh, value. Um, but as I say, last season now done and dusted. Um, there's big things to look forward to. Again, we've just been talking off air about the introduction of VAR. There's a World Cup this year. There's, um, you know, an automatic Champions League space. There's a, a couple of qualifiers for Rangers to try and navigate through and as I said there'll be plenty of football on the telly between now and <laughs> now and the end of the season which is superb yeah absolutely Charlie what you kind of look forward to this season I know VAR's going to be probably something we'll bring up over the course of the season which are kind of thoughts for the season ahead season ahead I think um, going to be between Rangers and Celtic and I genuinely do think there'll be a bigger gap with the rest of them um, and also I think it will be really, really important with the World Cup for teams to hit the ground running and get the points on the board early. Um, If you can do that, then everybody has a bad run. You never want to go into the last six, seven games in a bad run. So it's so important to get points on the the board. VAR's going to be uh, interesting. It's going to be a talking. We're even talking about the fact that it's coming in uh, mid-season. Um, y- yes, you get the technology, you get it in as quick as you can. Um, there'll be always the tit for tat. Well, this happened, that happened. I'm a firm believer if you've got the technology and it, get it in. But I thought it would have come in on the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup and League Cups uh, and the finals to trial it and to try and get the teething problems out the road uh, and then bring it into the full league campaign the following season. But the guys at the top of three are obviously making those decisions. So you hit it and, and we'll see how it goes. And as Mark says, I might be on here regular trying to defend and talk about decisions of why this and why that. So, um, But I don't know if the general public know, I don't know if everything, but VAR is currently getting trialled at the moment. Uh, there will be cameras at SPL matches this weekend and throughout just to see how it, it works and, and again to firefight and, and try and solve any problems be- between uh, the base at Hamden and the, the games. So um, just something to make you aware of it's, it's what's actually happening now. So they might actually come out weekly, monthly or whatever and, and, and open up a can of worms and say, well, this decision should have been changed and that decision should have been said. Probably no. But looking forward to it. New season. Uh, there's always there's always um, talking points, which is brilliant, and there's also people who fly under the radar, and there's also people who fly over the radar. Mm-hmm. Lewis is 
obviously as well, a few clubs have been busy over the summer bringing in players. What has been kind of your eye catching things over the summer? What have we kind of, what's kind of caught your eye? Um, there's been numerous uh, numerous new signings this season, Scott, that have uh, kind of really caught the eye. Um, I think uh, I t- touch on Aberdeen. Firstly, I think um, the, the the new Macedonian striker they've brought in, Bojan Miofsky. He uh, he looks a really talented player. I watched the game against uh, Rafe Rovers at the weekend there, and uh, he he certainly looks sharp, uh, making his debut there. Obviously, got in the score sheet as well, so that will give him uh, plenty of confidence going into the. The new season, I think uh, Hearts as well, bringing in Lauren Shankland, a, a fantastic bit of business for him if he can get back to the the, the type of form we we know that he's capable of. He showed at Dundee United, obviously the move to to Belgium didn't quite work out for him, but uh, I think uh, in terms of Hearts, especially going into their their European uh, campaign, I think Shankland is a a fantastic addition for them, and and. Uh, Another one that I, I like the look of is John Suter going to Rangers. Uh, I, I was on had a chat the other day with uh, Stevie Campbell, who previously was his youth coach at uh, Dundee United, and and he's uh, tipping him to become a, a Rangers legend. Um, he thinks uh, that uh, he's got kind of all the attributes and the qualities to to uh, really um, play at the highest level. Um, so they are the kind of three signings that have really uh, caught the caught the eye so far. Brilliant. Right, let's get into it. We are going to go out, go down the last. We've got our, our predictions for the season ahead. We are going to come back on the show uh, in May and see how right and wrong we were. The winner, the loser will buy, the winner uh, will buy something, we'll work something out over the course of the season. Right, we'll go around the, the panel for each thing. We'll go first and second, who's going to win the league and who's going to be runners up. We'll start, with, I'll always go last just to give you a bit of time to, to kind of get your platform across what you think about the season ahead. Wilson, first and second, who have we got? You've no idea, I'm probably the same as the rest of the guys, how long you spent on this. Um, up until about seven o'clock tonight, I, was, I, had, I had written Celtic down a couple of times. Again, I think it will come down to the European exploits. I think that's possibly where can Rangers run out. Um you know, of kind of fatigue uh, last season with a, with a long run. Will Rangers have this, you know, will they be in the Champions League, you know, playing the midweek games all the time? I think, have they not got to fit this Champions League game in before the World Cup starts? Is that right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's going to be Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. And I know they'll get a kind of, well, some will get a kind of winter break as such with the World Cup's on. Um, and then I look at the signings and I'm trying to marry it up and then I'd spoken to someone that had been at the, Norwich game and they said Celtic were unbelievable. Then Rangers beat West Ham, you know, and then they, they had a good performance by all accounts against Spurs. Um, so it's it, it's it's really tight. It, it was it was really tight, but I just I just think whoever continues longer in Europe will not win the league. So that that's what it comes down to. But if I'm going to be honest, as up to be seven o'clock tonight, I'd written down Celtic just just ahead of Rangers. If you Celtic first, Rangers second, Charlie. What's your thoughts in the the one two? Who have we got? Yeah, I agree with Wilson to a certain extent. The European campaign always does it for there. Uh, I'm going to base my judgment on Celtic have just in the transfer market have turned a lot of loan players into permanent. So they were there last year. So they've got that uh at the ground running aspect of, of knowing how they play and and so forth and so forth. Rangers have had to bring in, don't get me wrong, obviously quality players, 
but they go to jail with injuries and stuff like that. So, cut a long story short, I'm going for Celtic to win the league and Rangers to finish runners up. Okay, Lewis, what's your thoughts on this? The one two, who have we got? Um, I'm going for, I think, you know, it's a tough one to call. It really is. I think it could be, you know, even closer than it has been in recent years. Um, I think it will go right down to the wire again, but I'm going for, for Celtic to, to retain their crown. Um, I think both teams have, have recruited well in the, in the transfer window uh, so far this summer, Scott. Um, Rangers have obviously found it difficult to keep hold on to uh, certain players. Obviously, that was always going to happen on the back of their, their European exploits last season. Um you know, the, the, there was always going to be interest in certain players, Joe Aribo, Calvin Bassey in particular, they'll be massive losses. Um, in terms of the players Van Bronckhorst has obviously brought in, you could say, I think um, Rangers are are, are, uh, are slightly stronger than last season, particularly in attack. But um, I think Celtic have obviously managed to retain almost the entire core of their squad. From He's managed to obviously secure the, the permanent deals for Cameron Carter, Vickers and Jota on permanent deals, which is uh, obviously um, fantastic business. They, they saw the impact they made last season. Um, Jota in particular, I think he's one of the most exciting destined for the, for the top. So uh, beyond that, obviously they've managed to, to strengthen in other areas as well. So on that basis, I think uh, Celtic will will edge it um, for me. I think Rangers will finish runners-up. Um, obviously, from their perspective, they brought in Antonio Kolak, um, Tondo, Tom Lawrence, and, and John Suter as well. They've all really shown up quite well, I think, in, in my eyes, in pre-season, the games I've, I've watched. Um, Kolak, in particular, he looks a real a real target man for them, and uh, he'll provide some competition for, for Morelos, which is, uh, has been severely lacking um, for a few seasons now, in, in my view. Um, He's impressed me again with his movement, um, particularly against uh, Tottenham. I thought he was brilliant the other night uh, in the friendly there at Ibrox. So, so he's looking sharp. I think uh, Lawrence is a, another clever piece of business. And and uh, all the new signings certainly appear to have uh, settled in really well, which will be crucial. I think Rangers need to get off to a fast start again. Um, they've also got some good young academy players, I think, that are worth pointing out coming through the, the, the youth setup, But... Uh, They'll obviously need a bit, uh, bit more time to develop. So I just think Celtic squad is a wee bit stronger in paper, and uh, yes, I think they have the, the upper hand at present. So three votes for Celtic to finish first, and three votes for Rangers. I am putting out a column on Saturday of how I think this could be the closest title race since two thousand three. I cannot split these two. Now the logical thing would be to go for. Celtic taking Celtic first, Rangers second to kind of go with you three, but it's so hard. It's so hard. I think the I think we'll, we can probably agree the kind of big thing that split these two this season was Celtic were far more consistent in the wee run that went on from the the Livingston game. I don't think they lost a the game from that Livingston game. Rangers were were dropping kind of wee silly points here and there. Celtic obviously won the two big old firm games, so I think that was a kind of and as Wilson says, the Rangers run in Europe. I think kind of took their focus from the league. I kind of I kind of agree. I think I think Celtic won Rangers too, but I think it's going to be very, very tough. I think it's it's going to be so close. I mean that the league of the 2003 it came down to one goal. I can see something similar happening mm. this year. I think it could be really, really close. Right, let's go for third. Who's going to finish third? It's hearts obviously to lose again this season. Charlie, who do we think of third place? Are we sticking with hearts or are we going elsewhere? No, I'm sticking with Hearts. 
I'm sticking my hearts and 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 the basis of Robbie Nielsen uh, knows what he wants, knows what his players want, uh, and brings that type of player in um, for that side. I don't know if Shanklin, I he scored a lot of goals in that side, but did he really do a lot at Dundee United um, in regards to there? So a big loss for Hearts over the boys' sons, who they obviously couldn't get back in the loan as, as much as trying for there. But um, Robbie's, Robbie manages the way he plays. And, and, and if, you, if you do the business, you'll keep your, your place, your jersey's there to, to hold on to. So I'm going for Hearts to finish third. Hearts to finish third for Charlie. I agree. I think Hearts will finish third. I think it'll be pretty comfortable, same as last season. Lewis, who you got for third place? I'm going for uh, Aberdeen, Scott. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it, uh, obviously they, they can't afford to, to have a, another season like they, they did last year. Um, but uh, Jim Goodwin has certainly um, had the backing of the, the board this summer and <laughs> appears to have assembled a, a really rejuvenated squad uh, on the back of the, the kind of extensive squad overhaul uh, he's performed this summer. And judging by their the form in the Premier Sports Cup, you know, I thought they won all four of their, their group games really convincingly. Um, I think uh, they've also managed to recruit two international players as well, um, which uh, they haven't done in a, a long time, um, Ram, Ramadani and Miofsky. So um, I think uh, they have the money in the bank now, obviously, on the back of uh, selling Calvin Ramsey as well to Liverpool. So. And uh, so far at the moment, I think they're, they're spending it wisely. Um, I still think they've actually got another player who uh, has got the potential to really excite the fans as well. We haven't seen him yet. Uh, Luis Lopez that they signed from Benfica earlier this month. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of, of, of chat around Hearts, even potentially trying to, to, to lay it up to the Rangers and Celtic this year. But uh, I'm just, I'm just not convinced. You know this. I think with uh, their, their, hopefully they, they obviously do go on a, a decent run in Europe. But uh, I just think, um, I think Aberdeen are in for a big season. Jim Goodwin uh, finally, hopefully, uh, finishing up and uh, up in that top half of the table. I know he hit the bar a couple of times with St Mirren, so uh, he'll be desperate to, to have a good season with them. So you've got Aberdeen to go third. Wilson, who you got for third place? Yeah, I'm going with Hearts. <clears throat> I. I just don't, I, I don't see the, the, the Jim Goodwin thing working at all. As Lewis says, I know he's been, he's signed some good players and he's been given a wee bit of money with the sale of Ramsey and whatnot, but I just, I just don't see that. I, I can see Aberdeen slightly kind of poisoning Charles since McInnes left, you know, a couple of managers have been in and whatnot. Um, and I'm, I'm not having, I'm not having Jim Goodwin as a top three manager. I either not, not, not he's done anything against me or anything. I just, I don't, I think Jim Goodwin kind of peaked at St. Mern. And then it was just a case of maybe possibly being there a wee bit too long. And obviously he's going to jump, you know, jump at the Aberdeen job if you're offered it. Um, but I, I, I just, I don't just see that knitting uh, quite well together um, at, at all. So I, I do think Aberdeen were much better than they were last year. Um, but no, it's, it's hearts for me. I think uh, Robbie Nielsen has been very shrewd in the transfer market. Um, I think you maybe see them play a wee bit different this year, hearts. I think they'll be getting the ball down and playing a more kind of um, kind of European style of football, you know, a lot of passing from the back and whatnot. Um, but I, I, I just, I just think, and it probably comes down to budgets. Now these budgets probably very similar to Hearts, but I just think, you know, uh, Nielsen's used to be up that end of the table, and I think that just will count for a wee bit, a wee bit extra. So I'm, I'm going Hearts definitely. 
the back of that, Mark, I was just going to say, obviously, you know, the rest of the league last year, Hearts finished miles clear of the rest. You know, everyone, Hibs and Aberdeen in particular, dreadful seasons by, by their own standards. So and you, you look at the teams who did manage to, to sneak into the top half of the table as well. Don't get me wrong, it's a brilliant achievement. Um, but we're talking about a, a poor Motherwell side, you know, and, and a Ross County team who are, are probably unlikely to, to finish much higher th- than they did. So I think that says a lot as well. Um, hopefully, well, I, I totally agree with you. And, and as I say, I've, I've been I've been in these discussions and chat, chats all week. And, and as I say, we'll probably touch them on a wee bit later. But it, I would not surprise me if Kilmarnock finished in the top six. And it's not because I think Kilmarnock will be absolutely brilliant or anything this season, but it's because of how poor I think the rest are. I think I think this is the poorest Livingston, St. Johnston, St. Mirren, Motherwell. You know, you'll see in a long time. I think Dundee United might be okay. Hibs, Hibs are, I think, going to have another real poor season as well. Um, and th- so there you go. So you're thinking, you know, if, if Derek McInnes can, he's not going to replicate what he did at Aberdeen because I thought it was great what he did at Aberdeen. Um, but I'm quite sure deep down Derek McInnes is thinking, I'll be quite happy to finish 10th this year. But as I say, with how poor some of the rest of the teams are, if he finished 6th, maybe not 4th, 6th or 5th, I wouldn't. I would be delighted, but I wouldn't be surprised. So we've got obviously the top three kind of lined up. We'll go to Lewis for the eleventh and twelfth. Who you got finishing in the bottom two? Uh, this was a tough decision, um, Scott. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Livingston. Um, I just have concerns over their their recruitment this summer. I feel they've they've been punching above their weight over the last two years. Um, you know, David Martin, David, all the plaudits uh, that come his way. The job he's done there, you know, reaching the latter stages of the, the cup competitions and, and obviously securing a top six finish um, two years ago last season was again a, an undoubted success for them, given that they've got the, one of the smallest budgets in the league. Um, you know, they picked up their highest, their second, I think it was their second highest ever points tally as well. And narrowly missed out on the top six uh, again, but uh, I just reckon they might struggle this time around. It's it's always quite hard to to know what to make of the, their new signings. You know, the, the relative unknown quantities um, Martindale brings in, um, but he's proved he's got a good eye for a player. Um, and, and you know, Celtic and Rangers, for example, have always found it notoriously difficult going through uh, there to play them at, in, at the Tony Macaroni. Um, but I just feel opposition teams might have them them sussed out now in terms of the the style of football they like to play. You know, that the way they almost. Um, bully opposition teams with the kind of the, their aggressive approach. I just feel, you know, other managers might have a, an idea how to kind of combat that this season. Um, you look at the start they made the last summer as well, just four points, I think it was, in the first eight games before uh, Bruce Anderson kind of helped turn their fortunes around with the goals he scored. Um, uh, they haven't experienced a, a big turnover of players this summer, but I'm just not convinced of the calibre of player that he's brought in this summer. You know, uh, Jamie Brandon, who struggled to get into the Hearts team, he had several opportunities to do so. Um, Ismail Concalves as well, did well during his time at St Mirren previously, but again, he's 31, he's not getting any younger. And is he going to score you, you know, 15, 10, 15 goals a season? I'm not so sure. And and Philip Kankar as well, the Australian uh, defender, he was uh, he was playing youth football in Australia before before moving to Scotland. So I just think it'll be a tough year for them. Um you know, another thing as well that I kind of noted last season was that they, they seem to struggle a lot from set plays, uh, both in terms of attacking and defending as well. So um, 
So that certainly needs to be rectified. And, and just a, a genuine lack of a backup striker to me, um, to Anderson, is worrying. Um, Martindale, I found it a bit strange that he allowed uh, Jack Hamilton, young Jack yeah. Hamilton, to go on loan again. You know, he, he did fantastically well during his two loan stints at our growth. So um, that was a, a peculiar decision. So, yeah, no, I think uh, Livingston are set to struggle this year. So you've got Livingston to 12th or 11th? 11th. Yeah. 11th, right. Okay, who you got 12th? St Johnston. St Johnston. Yeah, right, okay. For them this season, uh, Callum Davidson, he's... Um, you know, he's already etched his name into the club's history books because of obviously what he achieved at the domestic cup competition. You know, winning winning both trophies was just a, an unthinkable achievement for it for a team outside of the old firm. Um, they endured a it was a disappointing campaign last year, obviously narrowly avoiding uh, relegation against Inverness in the, in the playoffs. But uh, and on the early evidence so far this season, I don't think they've improved much either. Um, the new players they've brought in uh, to replace, you know, the talented guys that they've lost, you know, the likes of Ali McCann, Jason Kerr, Sean Rooney, Callum Hendry even as well. Uh, they just don't seem to be up to straight scratch, the new recruits. So um, it'll be sad to see them go. Don't get me wrong. They're a great wee club. Um, but I just, I just can't see them um, not being able. And I, they'll definitely be involved in a dogfight uh, at the bottom of the table. And as well, they've lost the experience of Xander Clark. You know, you've got to touch on him as well between the sticks. And that's another major blow. Um, but uh, I just think they're they're uh, they're uh, destined for the drop this year, unfortunately. So you've got Livingston 11th and St. Johnson 12th. Wilson, who you got finishing in the bottom two? Um, Livingston 12th. Nah, they, they, they've, they, this is your season. Uh, echo everything that Lewis said. You said that last season. season. I know, I know, and it was a fluke. Um, but no, it's, it's Livingston's turn this year. I, I think they will really, really struggle. They'll, they'll have their usual four good games against Celtic um, and put in a performance. But in terms of results over a season, I, they, they, I, I don't look at any of the Livingston team and think, I would take him at Kilmarnock or I, would, I think he's good. They're, they're all, it's a well run club and you can't, can't criticise the job that David Martindale's done. But I just think it's going to be a step too far for him this year. I've, again, I had uh, again this morning I had St Johnson sitting eleventh, but I, I think St Johnson will be quick to make a change. If they, you know, even the first six weeks of the season, I think there could be a few casualties before the World Cup even. Um, so I've got St Monty finished eleventh. I don't think the the Robinson project's going to work. I think they'll make a change very early in the season as well. Um, I don't think they've signed anyone that would think, oh, that's a great signing for St Mun. Um, I know Robinson had a fairly decent record at the start at Motherwell. He knows the league well. Um, but again, we've we've been overtaken Alan Power um, back, uh, which I think is a great signing for us. He was very good at Kilmarnock. Um, and I just, I, as I say, I just don't, I, I don't see that lasting again. If they make changes, managerial changes, then I think I'd possibly change their mind. But no, I've plumped for St. Myrna 11th and Livingston 12th. Charlie, who you got finishing the bottom two in this season? Eleventh, uh, I've got Motherwell and St Johnston, twelfth. Okay. Um, Motherwell have just went out of Europe. Yeah, I've just again just uh, finished two 0 to Sligo on the night and three 0 in aggregate. Another yeah, the, the classic, the traditional uh, Scottish football embarrassment before the season starts is Motherwell's a scene. 
Yeah, and it looks and um, it looked and sounded as if Motherwell actually like get hammered on the on the night as well from that point. Um, one, two, three, three players in for Motherwell. Um, for there, and you still don't replace Tony Watt, and and that's another thing as well. Yeah. Um, one of the things we were told, or we always looked for in, in, in the thing, there was the second season. You always judged the manager in the second season. And unfortunately, I think uh, Alexander is, is, I don't think he's got the temperament to, to turn things around. I, th- I think he's a kind of uh, in your face manager. Uh, and a lot of players, if you're going with young players, will go into a shell with regards to that. And uh, St. Johnson, two guys have hit the nails in the head. And um, yeah, I think it's if you're down there and you're no use with being down there, I think it's very difficult to get you back out. We talk about a club, Hamilton. Hamilton were down there season after season after season after season. Sometimes they get out, sometimes they didn't. St. Johnson have been down there last season. I think they'll be done this year, and I don't think they'll get out this season. So Finishing bottom 12, St Johnston and Motherwell 11th. I have got 12th, St Mirren. I think I'm, I echo what Wilson says. I just, I, I've got kind of doubts <laughs> about that whole thing. I just, I just don't think they're, they're, I just think they're a really good side, to be honest. I don't, I think Stephen Robinson, I'm surprised he left Morecambe to go to that, to go to St Mirren. I really was. I know it's a bigger job, but. Morecambe, and there, were, there was a lot of progress taken at Morecambe, so I didn't understand that at the time, but Declan Gallagher's the only really signing that they've made this season that's caught my eye. I think he'll, he'll help them with goals. I think he's kind of looking to get back into the kind of Scotland set-up, but I don't really see St Marin doing very much, to be honest. I've got St Marin 12th, and I agree on Mullow. I think Mullow will finish 11th. I just think they're going to have a symbolic season. I, will be, I'll, I think we'll be very surprised if Graham Alexander is a manager by the time that show goes out. And that's maybe that's maybe quick to say, but you don't survive those sort of things. That Wilson will tell you about Alessio, even Kashinia, the European. Was that the guy in charge at Nome when Kamarnock played Nomads? Yes. Aye. Once Aye. that's on your record, it's very difficult Aye. to get back from. Which, uh, <laughs> Sacked them when they were fifth in the Premier League. Yeah, but it was, but there was, and I <laughs> think relegated. was a lot of thing as well. Obviously, I wasn't kind of up to date with the kind of whole thing over the past few months. But was a lot of thing that Alexander was arguing with fans as well. Look back a couple of months ago, there was a yeah, yeah, I think it was an incident. Yeah, Aye, I think there's just when you've when you the fans are kind of against you and there's a result. Like that, I think it's very difficult to survive. Mm-hmm. They might, obviously, if, if they bring in a, kind of, a manager after that, but I think if, if they stick with Alexander, I think it could be problem. And they, they didn't, they started really well last season, but they didn't finish well. As, as we said, losing Tony Watt and not replacing him to me is crazy. I like the boy Van Veen, I really do. I think he's a good player. I think the boy Woolery's left as well, so he went to Turkey or something. That's right. Like, yeah. Yes. I, I, like, as I say, like, there's. There's just not a lot, and some that a couple of signings like Blair Spattle, Paul McGinn, a couple of good kind of SPFL players, but not replacing your main goal goal scorer. I think it's weird. So I've got Motherwell 11th and St Mirren 12th, right? Overachievers, and we'll go with Wilson for this first. Overachievers, I would say last season were Ross County, kind of teams that you would expect to kind of finish bottom six who end up kind of surprising us. Who you got for overachievers? I think me and you've got the exact same. I think the overachievers will be Kumarna. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, as I said, I, I'm, I have no, I've got a few qualms about the first three games we've got, to be fair. Um, but again, against, as I say, I think some of the teams are going to be really poor. Now, again, and this is where, this is where the balance is. I've had many discussions um, with people over the last few days about this, you know, I think last kind of time when it was Tommy Wright, I think we had Urban Alessio come in, we had good players, but a kind of poor manager. Whereas this time, I think we've got a fantastic manager and a good, not a great set of players, a good set of players. And I think Derek McInnes has seen it. Again, I think his target, he won't say it out loud, but finish 10th, stay up. And then a lot of these guys that have got us out of the championship, you know, he'll be able to, you know, they'll be out of contract and he will be bringing even more um, of who he wants. I think he's, he bought guys in last year just to do the job, Lafferty, etc. Yeah. And I think that'll be the same this year. And then we a good few out of contract this time next year. And he'll, he'll be able to bring some in. And as I say, I think because of the, the poor quality of the teams that we've kind of just mentioned there, um, I think as an overachievement if Kelly finished top six. So I'm going for Kelly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Kelly. I think they've they've done well. I think their business so far this summer's been really good. I love the signing of Kerr McInroy. They got the they've done really well at Airdrie. Uh then went on to air. I think there was a lot of people with it that I know within the air support who were desperate to get him in. But Kelly have swooped for him. I think the signing of Jones will be actually go under the radar. I think he's he's somewhere he's gonna be he, he was happy at Kilmarnock. I think he was settled. I think he obviously went to Rangers and just I think again to a bit of himself in the foot. I just got a shot. I shot himself in the foot. He went to Wigan, I think it was. He just never settled there. St. Marin didn't work out. The best the best time he's had in his career was at Kilmarnock. And that was when I think he was I think he was under a good manager. I think Steve Clark mm-hmm. kind of had him mollycoddled. I think if I think McInnes could probably do the same. I like the I like the signing of Donnelly. It was at Muddle as well. That's another good signing. I'm a big. F- I, I think Kilmarnock. I think top sixes, and I think as well as you say, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to struggle. I think Kilmarnock could sweep under the radar. I've got Kilmarnock for overachievers. Charlie, who you got for overachievers? Well, I, I'm looking for a wee bit of, a, a, a clarification, and, and how do you define overachieving? Well, if if you were meant to be in the bottom six and you finished in the top six, so that's yeah. an overachievement. Well, I would go for. I would go. Mm. Well, last year Rangers getting to Europa League Cup final. <laughs> no, but see, see, in, in, all, in all serious though, in terms of Scottish football, etc., budgets. I mean, they beat Dortmund, Leverkusen teams. I think that's an overachievement. I would right. say, I would say teams. You like, sat down at the start of the season. You wouldn't have picked Rangers to win the Europa League or even be in the final. So that's. I'm, a, I'm going by like top six, top six in like the the bookmakers you've got. Hearts odds on, Hibs odds on, Aberdeen odds on, and Motherwell odds on for some reason. Like, right. I would say that's your over. I would say those are your teams you're expecting top six. So a team maybe below that that you think could maybe... Well, I sat this morning and went through, and I'm actually going for Livingston. Okay. I think Livingston will overachieve by finishing seventh. Right, okay. I've got them down to finishing seventh. Because I'll I have think, two pints of which Charlie's been on tonight. I'll have a cut of end <laughs> Keep me going. I know they've lost a, I've lost a few good players and stuff like that, right? But Martin Dale seems to be a players' manager. He, he seems to take the pressure off the players. And the statement he made last season, "We're not going to be relegated," was a massive statement to say 
and take the pressure right off the players and, and go on with it for that side. So I think Livingston will overachieve. And the reason that I've set the standard is I think they'll finish top of the bottom. I think they'll finish seventh. And as, an, and, and as that is a, an overachievement for Livingston. Right, OK. So Livingston overachievers for Charlie. Lewis, your overachievers, you think, who's going who's gonna to go under the radar this season? Who's going to do well? For me, Scott, I'm going Dundee United. Okay. Um, I think they'll finish comfortably in the top six this year. I think they're a better team than they were last season. Um, I think they will continue to improve um, under Jack Ross. I've always, I've always kind of rated as a manager. I think he's a good fit for Dundee United as well. Um, I, I, you know, I, th- I think well, I think they could even be in the mix for for a third, fourth place finish this year. I really do. Um, I think they'll be firmly in the mix. Uh, it might take Ross a wee while just to just to get his team kind of sorted out, but you know, obviously he has um he has brought in a good couple of additions now. But I think um they'll come good as the season progresses. Um, I know they've got Kilmarnock at uh, Rugby Park in the first game, so that'll be that'll be an interesting one. Um, you obviously you know they've got European football as well, uh, albeit a probably brief stint. They've uh, I know they're playing uh, AZ Elkmar, which will be a, a tough task. Um, but again, it'll be interesting to see how they. How they compete in that one, um, but I think their squad looks strong at the minute. Um, they managed to get Dylan Levitt back from uh, Manchester United, which is a, a fantastic piece of business. I think Dylan Levitt will finish uh, the season as Young Player of the Year this year. I really do. I think he, um, he'll uh, he, he'll uh, you know he's just he looks a fantastic talent. I'm kind of surprised United have let him go. And uh, they've added good experience as well. And Stephen Fletcher, he's obviously talked about um, how he, he he wants to come in and, and play in more of a, a mentor role for a lot of the younger lads. Um, Craig Sibbald as well. And Mark Bergetti, the new uh, Australian goalkeeper as well. He's been playing at uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, I think it was. So again, I can see them having another really successful campaign and uh, and also reaching the latter stages of, of both domestic cup competitions. So Dundee United's my overachievers. Brilliant. Who have we got for underachievers, Wilson? Uh, Hibs. <laughs> yeah, I we're, think Hibs we're, is, we're agreeing on that. I think it's just going to be a, a, an absolute shit show at Hibs. Um, I see they've lost McGeady now for three months. That was kind of swaying me. I still think McGeady's got a wee bit to offer. And I see this um, morning the link with Mikey Johnson. Aye, that, 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 they, should, they deserve to finish 12th <laughs> if they sign Mikey Johnston, to be fair. Um, but as I say, I, th- I think the, the Sean Maloney experiment doesn't work, you know, and you can you can go down the route of oh, dinosaurs or Scottish football, they didn't get enough time, etc., etc. No, no managers don't get time. You're, you're not telling me, and I know we're listening to your predictions, but you're not telling me if Van Bronckhorst doesn't win the league again, he's not under pressure to be sacked. You know, that's just the nature in Scottish football. These guys are only going to get time, you know. As I say, that's I, I touched on earlier, not that I think a lot of these managers will be sacked, but Kelly's first three games are Dundee United, Rangers, Celtic. You know, you don't pick up anything for that. McKinnis is under pressure. There's, there's no there's no getting away from it. Um, and as I say, Lee Johnson's come in a fairly a fairly good record at uh, Bristol City, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I think Hibs, I think in hindsight, they just have kept Jack Ross, to be honest, but I think Hibs needs something like a steady pair of hands, something like, something like Alex McLeish or something that's just going to come in and settle them down for a couple of seasons. 
you know, an experienced manager rather than this trial and error that they're doing. And as I say, for the budget and for the, the players that they're signing, I think Habs will be big underachievers and they'll be a bottom six team this year. I had I had Aberdeen written down up until Sunday. Uh, I just thought losing Ferguson and losing Ramsey, I thought would be crazy. But I watched them on Sunday against Wraith and I, I thought they were really good. Actually, I like I, I agree with you. I agree with you and the boy uh, Mazowski. Is it Mikowski? I think it's somewhat. Like he looks a good player, I think, as well. There's they're signing, but as you say, they're spending a bit of money and they're bringing in good players. I think McCrory could be a, a breakout. I think he could have a breakout season. I've always thought he. He once he gets a good run of games and a kind of solid partner next to him, I think Bates is away. I think they've they've brought somebody else in to kind of go outside him. I know. I have to, to a million pounds. Aye, with Ronnie Dial, I think. Is it no Legia Warsaw? Is it? I think it's Ronnie Dial. No, the manager there. I thought he was somewhere in Belgium. Uh, no? He's in Belgium. I stand on the edge. Under the edge. Somebody's away to somebody's away with Ronnie Dial. I'm getting myself mixed up. But... Mikey Johnson is linked there. Yeah, maybe so. Aye, so maybe something like that, but. Like I, I, I think Aberdeen. I did have Aberdeen written down, but once I saw them on Sunday, I think they will. I think they'll be top six. I don't think they'll be challenging third, but I think they'll do pretty. I think they'll certainly be better than last season, but which, which probably won't be difficult. But I've got Hibs. I just think that experiment could just go down a, a cliff pretty quickly. I think there's already kind of bought there's some wee problems kicking out with, with kind of Lee Johnson in the SFA. But that that but did you hear about that Bashiri signing? I was that, and then the, the he was going about the schedule of the league cup and yeah, all that. They signed they they signed that boy Bashiri and loan for Norwich, and I don't think a lot of people rated him at Hibs, but it's uh, there was a clause in his contract if he played over twenty games, he was going to get automatically got a permanent contract, and Hibs had sent out a farewell message, and it turned out they'd signed him permanently. So and he was an he was an ineligible for the league cup. So mess. It just things like that. Things like that. But. Recruitment. I, I like the I like the, the sound of the guy for Zagreb. They've signed the left backs to replace Doidge. I think he looks pretty decent. Magide, obviously the injury. I just I think there's a lot of a lot of things. You need to obviously get Nisbet and Doidge firing as well. I think they obviously wanted rid of Doidge, but I think he's kind of back in favour. I just think the Hibs. I just don't. I don't see Lee Johnson being there long. And I I think you're right. I think a steady pair of hands is exactly what Hibs need. Charlie, who have you got as underachievers? I, I've got Hibs as well, guys. But the, the the thing that I'm basing my my thought process on is I think Hibs off the park. There's something wrong, and there's been something wrong for a, a eighteen months a year. When you look at the people going out the door, and is correct me if I'm wrong, but is Ron Gordon American? Yeah, I yep. think so. Yeah. You've got Ron Gordon coming in for America, and there's a lot of hassle. The boy come in for America up to Aberdeen. It was a lot of hassle. So I don't know if the American way, the American thought process is going to work in Scottish football um, for that and what they're trying to do and what they're, they're going. And I, I don't want to stereotype all Americans, but some people come in and shout their mouth off and, and try and bully their way into things for that. So I think Hibs are going to be massively underachieving for off-the-part reasons. And I think as soon as the team get a few bad results, the crowd are going to turn in the players, turn in the manager, and turn in the board. And 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 once that happens, the real becomes an unrest um, throughout the, the the 
the platforms of your club. And that's why I think Hibs will, will, will really struggle. And they might finish sixth, but they'll, they'll, they'll not get, they'll, they'll not be challenging, they'll not be latter stages of cups or what they were uh, in previous years. And that's that's my thought process. So three, three for Hibs so far. Lewis, are we completing that for, a, for Hibs as well? Yep, clean sweep, Scott. Yeah, um, obviously you touched on everything there. Then Lee Johnson got off to a, a wretched start. They've they're out of the Premier Sports Cup already. Um, it's a tad surprising, uh, in all honesty, because I thought in a couple of their, their early pre-season games um, that I, I tuned into, I thought they looked all right. But um, they obviously lost it to Falkirk. Um, they couldn't beat Morton at Easter Road either, um, which will be a, a real concern. Um, going into the new season. Um, in terms of recruitment, I've got to disagree with you. I've been slightly underwhelmed um, with the players they brought in, in all honesty. Um, I think McGeady is past it. I do. I think his best days are behind him. Um, obviously, Josh Doy goes away, and I'm sure we you know, we all agree that we, we wish him the best of luck out in Italy. Um, but uh, for me, they just look to be lacking creativity. I know they they still need to get Doig and and, and Nisbet back at firing on, on all cylinders. But in particular, I think their midfield looks really weak. Um, I really do. I think Jake Doyle-Hayes and, and Josh Campbell, these boys just haven't convinced me that, uh, that they're really good enough. Um, you know, a, a long time ago, they, they had guys like John McGinn and stuff pulling the, pulling the strings in there. So I think the Hibs midfield in particular is really weak. Um, I was actually chatting away to a couple of Sunderland fans on uh, holiday, holiday, Lee Johnson, obviously previous manager there, and, and they, they were informing me saying that uh, they, they didn't think he was very good tactically either um, during his time at Stadium Lights. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it could be another uh, long, hard season for, for the Hibbies. So it's a clean sweep for Hibs. Let's go into signing to watch. Charlie, who's your signing to watch for the season ahead? I was uh, fortunate or unfortunate to be at Rugby Park on Saturday. And I don't know how you pronounce his name, but the boy on loan from Arsenal, Ryan Alibosu. He had a good game in Saturday, well, a good first half, he played the first half, but he had a good game. He only played the first half, that's the first time I saw him. But to get a man in a match, Aye, played on that him. performance, <laughs> Don't no disrespect to Stenis Muir, but I thought he looked, I thought he looked really, really <coughs> good as a potential uh, wing-back in, in a 3-5-2, or as you're out now right-back in a 4-2 a four, four or whatever for that side. He really... His work rate, he's up and down the park, his willingness to go and win the ball, to create, to get to the byline. I think he assisted in two goals, if I'm right, as well. Um, so I really liked him um, with regards to, to that. So on face value and seeing them live, I thought he looked a, a signing, a player to watch. A bit like uh, Reagan Charles Cook for Ross County last year. A player to watch, really come up with from that point. So that's a name for the notepad. Wilson, yeah. who you got for signing to watch? I've actually got Tom Lawrence. Okay. I think I think he'll be a, a, a real good SPO player. I think he's got a bit of grit, a bit of aggression. He's big. Um I, I, I think he'll score goals. Whether he's going to score as many as, as Morelos, um I don't know. But I, I, I think you know he, he could be the 
the one that kind of keeps pace and keeps Rangers, you know, up 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 the, up the top. I think I think he'll be the one that scores scores the goals. Um, again, obviously, I've not seen any of the games, but I, I did like him at Derby. I thought he was, he done well at Derby County. Uh, and I think he and again not for much money. So that's why I've kind of put him as a kind of a, a shrewd sign. I think he'll be good. I'll, I'll be going. He's getting fifteen to twenty goals this year. Okay, Tom Lawrence for Wilson. Lewis, who you got? Like my Rangers, but I'm going for Rabi Matondo. Okay. Um, Welsh international, um, obviously £2.5 million signing this summer from Schalke in uh, the Bundesliga. Um, I thought he made an immediate impression when he scored against West Ham after coming off the bench uh, within a couple of minutes. Um, his pace, uh, he's got great dribbling ability. And oh, I thought that about Diallo last year. He's <laughs> <laughs> Ross County. This guy, this guy will score 50 goals. <laughs> I don't know. I just got a good feeling about Matondo. I don't know what it is, Mark, but um, you know, he's. Uh, I've seen him a couple of times for Wales, and I just think he looks a, a real, real good player. Um, you know, it was a similar story I thought against uh, Tottenham as well on Saturday. His ability early on, winning back possession um, without the ball, his work rate looks really good. Um, I think Rangers have got good depth and attack now. Obviously, with, with the likes of Lawrence, Kent, Tillman, um, also competing for a. For a starting place, so it'll be tough for Matondo to, to obviously initially break into the the team. Um, but you know he spent the last three years in Germany, uh, working in obviously one of Europe's best um, leagues. Uh, I think we'll stand him in good stead. Um, and and uh, I'm intrigued to see where he plays. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that he might. I know he spent a lot of time on the left wing last year um, with Schalke, but right the right hand side has been where Rangers. I thought. I think I think he's been brought in to be a right sided. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, that's been a gap Rangers have been looking to fill for a good couple of years, and I think he's. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, he could be the answer to that kind of problem position. He's only twenty one, and he's already gained a lot of first team experience as yeah. well since he left. Uh, I think it was the Cardiff City Academy. Yeah. Um, you know, um, struggled initially in Germany, but uh, last season he went on loan to Circa uh, uh, Bruges sorry, in uh, Belgium, and he was top goal scorer there. Um, you know, he's versatile as well. I just, uh, I just think he's um, got a lot of attributes, and uh, he played most. Of, he, he seems to be playing kind of his best football at, at the moment in time. So uh, I think uh, he could be one to really kind of catapult to a new level this season. So I'm going to stick with Rangers, although I said about Kerr McEnroy being a sign and it's really caught my eye. I think Ridvan Yilmaz from Bajiktas is going to, he's going to take this league by storm. I spoke to a couple of Turkish journalists who were going to keep me up to date with the, the Yilmaz deal and they think they are going to get more than what they, they got in the transfer fee and the sell-on clause. They think this guy's just going to take this league by storm and take use this as a stepping stone to the Premier League. They think the world of him. They think he's a... They said about him, he's a great crosser, he's really forward-thinking, he can defend. I think he could be really good. I'm going for Ridvan Yilmaz. Player of the year, Wilson, who do you think is going to be lifting the, the player of the year come May? Again, I kind of struggled with this one, and it was actually a, a Rangers supporting friend of mine that said, you wonder what um, Ryan Kent's thinking. You know that Aribo's managed to secure a big money move. So has Bassey. You know, and, and I've I've been a big critic of Ryan Kent. You know, plays one good game in five, and I wonder if he's thinking why why are these guys getting moving and, and I'm not. I think he performs better in Europe than he does domestically. If I'm honest, 
And I just think he might be thinking, I need a big season in me um, to try. No, not that he's trying to get away from me. I'm not saying that, but trying trying to get a, a, a big money move to the Premiership or, or, or abroad or something. So I think it's a big season for him. And I just wonder if he'll turn up um, more frequently. But as Lewis and you've touched on, Scott, a lot of competitions for those front three uh, positions um, at Ibrox. So I think Ryan Kent could be up there. I think uh, Joe Hart could be busy this year. Um, I know goalkeepers don't tend to get um, players of the year, but I think he did okay last year. I don't think he was tested you know, far too much. He didn't pull off the same saves as, say, Alan McGregor did last year. Um, so I think it's a, it's a big season for Joe Hart because Segrist is equally you know, a good goalkeeper. and He's not come here to sit as a number two, I wouldn't have thought. He might be here a wee bit longer. Um, so I looked at them, and just as uh, Lewis again touched on about a young player, I didn't really think about this, but watching the boy McEnroy Saturday, you know, he started at left back, yeah. you know, and then when Kelly switched to the, the back three, he went into kind of left-hand side of the field, he looks, he, he looks a good player, a good solid player, doesn't shirk a challenge, young, so I would go with that. So I'm going to go Joe Hart or Ryan Kent, one from each of the, the ugly sisters, and Kerr McEnroy for a young player. Okay, Lewis, who have we got for a player of the year? I've gone, I think a lot will depend on on which of either Celtic and Rangers has a most successful season. Um, but I'm going for Jota um, okay. at Celtic, yep. Um, one of the best players, I think, in Scottish football scene in uh, recent memory. I, I really think he's top notch. Um, to get him back on a permanent deal for, what was it, six six 6.5 million? Yeah. Um, I think that's an absolute steal in my eyes. Um, if you can re- replicate the, the flashes of brilliance we became accustomed to seeing last season, then uh, I don't think it'll be long before some of Europe's elite clubs sit up and take note of him. Um, I think it was, what, 13 goals and 14 assists last season. Um, and uh, obviously played a, a huge role in, in helping the the team win back the, the Premiership title. And and judging by the, the early signs that I've seen of him in pre-season, particularly I thought against Blackburn Rovers, he uh, he looked really sharp. And I think he'll he'll continue to terrorise terrorise opposition defences this season. Um, he spoke openly as well about the incentive of Champions League football being a big part of his decision in returning to, to Parkhead. And he's obviously endeared himself to the fans already by, by stating that he'd fallen in love with the club. Um, yeah, he just he scores goals, he creates plenty for, for others, and uh, he's got fabulous technical skill that I think uh, is unmatched in the league. So Lewis is going for Jota. Charlie, who you got for player of the year? I'm looking at the midfield and I'm looking at the, the spoiler, and I think Kent's partner, Lundstrom. I think he'll sit in there and he'll spoil a lot of things. Again, he's probably better in Europe, but I think he'll be in that side, he'll win a lot of tackles he'll roll his sleeves up and he can finish and he can also thread a pass but also his competition I think will be the other side of the city, will be Rio Hatati. I think he's set the, the heather on fire uh, and the way he plays, is he's a, he's, a, he's the forward thinking as much as Lundstrom sits back, he's the forward thinking guy who can he links in with Jota, uh, Kyogo and all that side so I, I would say Either of those two will be my player of the year. I've got two Celtic players down that I'm struggling to splat. Uh, Callum McGregor, I think, will be. I think. I think we're more kind of forward role. I think he'll be. He'll shine again. I thought he had a terrific season last season, and I'm going to put Matt O'Reilly as well. I think Matt O'Reilly could progress again this season. 
mm-hmm. he showed really early glimpses, obviously, and I think with Rogic away, it's noticeable they haven't they haven't signed a light for light replacement for Rogic. I think they think O'Reilly could be the the kind of long term replacement for Rogic, and I think there was a a couple of games last season. I think it was the Hearts game. It was terrific. The game where they scored two early goals. I thought it was terrific that game. I thought it was really good against Rangers as well. Actually, the three 0 game. They were the two kind of games that really stood out for me. I I'm going to put O'Reilly. I think Matt O'Reilly. I think he'll be the the long term replacement to Rogic. I think he's a really forward thinking player. I think he's he's got a good eye for goal. Can pick a really good pass. I think Matt O'Reilly will be the player of the year. I agree with you and Ryan Kent. No option. I think Ryan Kent's due. I think this if he's going to sign a new deal, which I think it's going to touch and go. I think he needs to stand out if he wants a big move. I think he needs a, a season where he's really consistent. Let's go to top goal scorer. Charlie, who you got for top goal scorer? I think I, initially I'll go with Kyogo Hirakashi. And I think this boy Golak will come in. Okay. I think he'll be there or thereabouts, given a competition for Morelis with regards to that. And I also like the boy at Aberdeen, uh, having watched him. Uh, last Tuesday night against Stirling Albion with regards to there. So they've been my kind of three, and I'll go with Kyogo as the top goal scorer. Okay. Lewis, who you got for top goal scorer? I'm with Charlie. Kyogo for me um, established himself as uh, as one of, if not the best striker in Scotland last season. Um, what was it 12 goals? I think he scored just one behind uh, Charles Cook and, and Yakimakis. So I don't think it was the, the most impressive year for goals tallies in the in the Premiership. Um, <laughs> But I think, you know, if, if Kyogo had kept himself fit and didn't pick up the injury he did against St. Johnson on Belkson Day, then uh, I think he would have been really tough to catch. Um, uh, you know, I think he'll put that to bed this season. I really do. Um, if, he, if providing he can stay fit for the entire duration of the season, that's the big thing. Um, you know, um, it still looked like he was getting up to speed towards the end of last season when he when he did return. Um but I just think, you know, with a, a full pre-season, he had obviously the extended break. He, he's come back fr- looking fresh. Um, I think he'll have a slight advantage over over either Morelos um, or Kolak this season, given uh, given Morelos is obviously going to miss the first couple of weeks of the campaign as well. So um, he'll go, I think, could build up a, a, a an unassailable lead. Um, I, I want to give a, a mention as well. This is a totally out of the out of the blue, but uh, young Alex Grieve at St Mirren. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen much of this boy. I, I watched St Mirren quite a, a bit last season, and I just think this boy's got some something really. Has he not scored a lot of wonder goals? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Really uh, talented young lad. Um, gives opposition defences a, a, a proper headache. Um, his movement's brilliant. He's got good pace. And he's a he's a real finisher. Um, so if he can pick up from where he left off uh, last season, I don't think uh, he'll be he'll be too far away from the top. So two votes for Kyogo so far, Wilson. Who you got for top goal scorer? Uh, James Tavernier. The amount of penalties that Rangers will get, I think he'll be twenty <laughs> goals by Christmas. So if he's still hitting them, one hundred percent be him. Um, Again, and I t- touched on what I said about Ryan Kent, depending on how much Morales plays, I think if, if he, I mean, he's been tipped for a move for the last 10 seasons, even though, and no one's, no one's taken him, but I think he'll be thinking the same. Um, if he plays consistently, again, but I think Jakob Marcus will be total scorer. I think, you know, 
a, a lot of these, you know, Andrews we never stop or whatever it is. Um, I think they'll Celtic maybe play a wee bit more direct when he plays because he's a big physical presence. It's, I don't think uh, Andrews going to get away with playing this brilliant quality of football for 19 plus minutes every single week. He's going to have to come up with a plan B. Um, and I think Yakomakis can do both those jobs. I think he can be, you know, that physical presence, score headers, etc. Um, and again, it comes down to game time. And as I say, the guys touched on about Kyogo's injury last year. Maybe it should would have been him, but I'll I'll go for the two the two big hitters. It'll be Morelos and uh, Yakomakis. I'm going for Yakomakis. I think there's. I think Celtic have won a watch with this this guy. Thirty three goals he scored in the Eredivisie for VVV Venlo. Not many. Not many guys do that. You need to be. You need to be quite special to do that. I think as well he didn't he didn't play a lot at the early stages of last season. He that we missed that penalty and I again it took him a bit of time to kind of get a run in the team, but he stood out any time I've seen them. I'm going to say something quite controversial here, and you might look at me like I'm daft, but Celtic's best front three, in my opinion, does not include Kyogo. Now you know how much a fan I'm a Kyogo Wilson, but when you Celtic Yakamakis Maida. When you've got Jota, Yakamakis and Maida. Jota is obviously a flair player that uh, Lewis touched on. Jack Mack is your penalty box, kind of physical presence, and Maeda is your workhorse. I think those three work really well together, but when Kyogo's in there, he does a bit of all three. So Kyogo's a finisher, though. Aye, he's a, oh, he's a finisher. I, I think he's, he's movement IQ. I think he's aye. brilliant. The only two things that's, that kind of put me off him a wee bit is his injury history and the mm-hmm. kind of blade, the wee kind of dives he takes. I think he needs to just eradicate his game, but other than that, I think Celtic have got a brilliant footballer. But I think Marcus is just that kind of penalty box player that I think I, I really like, like Charlie, like a Chris Boyd. Just somebody mm. in that box who's just going to take scraps, finish everything. I'm a to change my vantage point there, sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Jack Marcus, and I think he's going to be the top goal scorer this season, but you just said that spot. I mean, you you just touched on Celtic's front three, and you you know you've got a bad as well. Exactly, a bad. Yep. Even Forrest as well. Fantastic. And I've I've never been a huge fan of Forrest. Like he's been like a top top player, but you've got a, there's a good last options. And well, we were sitting here last year, Wilson Celtic's bench. We were thinking, what is who can they bring? There's on? goals coming for. Mm-hmm. And look at them now. It's just it's been a it's been a unbelievable like progress in the past year, but. Yeah, I'm I'm going for Jack and Marcus for top goal scorer. Let's go for the Championship League One and League Two now. If you want to see my opinion on these, read the three, three season previews I've done this week. I'm going to say quickly: Partick Thistle for the Championship, Falkirk for League One, and Stenhouse Muir for League Two. Charlie, Championship, yeah. League One, League Two. Championship, Partick Thistle, League One, Queen of the South, and League Two for obvious reasons, Stirling Albion. Okay. You shrugged your shoulders there when I said Stenhouse Muir. I saw them on Saturday. Um they lost the boy to well, we signed the boy Thompson. I don't see I don't know if well the, the boy for large scale of, of David Goals. Yates is a quality player. And that boy uh, Bor as well. Was a, was he the board didn't do much on Saturday, same for there. Um one thing Craig is Bryson's a good then, signing. Craig Bryson's, Bryson's a great signing. signing. They all heed. They all heed. Mm-hmm. And the boy that's played in the middle of the park, Weber, webinar or something like Wait, that. Yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, a big long name um, for that. But for him, middle to front, they're quite small. Quite a small team, so they're obviously going to play a lot in the ground. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year, 
they had the boy Thompson to root one um, for there. But it's all about opinions. <laughs> Wilson Championship League One, League Two. Who you got? Again, I've got I've got Partick for League One. I'm a big fan of McCall's. I just think they didn't strengthen enough in January to keep up, and then obviously they were left with a massive backlog of games. Um, so I've I've got Partick as well. I don't think there'll be any outstanding team in that league, to be honest. I think Dundee might be the closest. We'll get uh, Falkirk for League One. Uh, I think John McGlynn's maybe the right fit in there. Um, and I was going to take Stellan Albion for League Two and then had a look at their scouting department. <laughs> when absolutely not. Um, so I'm going to go for Annan Athletic for League Two. Okay. Well, good shout. Lewis, Championship, League One, League Two. Who's going to win them? Championship uh, for me, Partick Thistle as well. I'm with the boys. Oh, I, I actually felt like a, a part-time season ticket holder at Fairhill last season. The amount of times I was I was there watching them. Um, I think uh, yeah, Ian McCall. You know, he, he ran with a very tight squad last season. Uh, they obviously had the backlog of fixtures to contend with as well, and obviously the the playing surface at Fairhill yeah, was a killer. Um, given that they were ground sharing the Queen's Park, they don't have that to worry about this year. And the pitch has been relayed and it, it looks in much better nick. And uh, they've got a good, to me, they've got a good blend of youth and experience now, bringing guys like Aaron Muirhead, Danny Mullen, Stevie Lawless, you know, good experienced heads. And they've uh, managed to bring in Cole McKinnon, Tony Weston. Yeah, like Harry Mullen for Cove as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, the recruitment's been really good. And uh, they finally have Danny Mullen as well. I think he can take a bit of pressure off Brian Graham. Um, they relied heavily on him in terms of scoring goals last season. So, Cole, uh, I'm going with uh, Partick to win Championship League One for me. Falkirk, um, I'm with Mark. I think uh, the appointment of John McGlynn is a, a, a real um, positive move. I think he'll be the, the catalyst uh, in terms of transforming, transforming their fortunes. He obviously won the, the SPFL Trust, Trust Trophy, did a great job with Wraith, and uh, he's you know his contacts in the game as well. He's already see he's kind of utilised that, bringing in some 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 really ex- experienced players for that level. Stephen McGinn, uh, Henderson, Gary Oliver, guys like that, and <coughs> Dunfermline as well. They'll make it tough. Um, I think I, I think it'll be a real two horse race in that league. But I see Falkirk edging it. And for League Two, I'm going for four for Athletic. The Loons. Um, perhaps I thought this was actually one of the hardest divisions to call. Uh, I really do. Um, several teams, I think, will be fancying their chances. You know, Dumbarton, East Fife looking for a for a quick return to the League One, and Bonnie Rig Rose as well coming up from the Lowland League, um, keep, keeping pretty much every member of their squad. So, but uh, no, four for me. I just think um, they finished runners up last season, narrowly missed out in promotion via the via the playoffs. Um, again, retained most of their squad, and they've added get good players. I think Nathan Flanagan. I've always rated him. Um, attacking midfielder um, and they brought in James Keatings as well and, and Thomas Brindley, the young boy from Kilmarnock on a permanent deal um, so I think they've recruited well and uh, see them see them winning League 2 Brilliant Who is going to win the two Cups the Scottish Cup and the League Cup I think Rangers will win them both I think Rangers are going to win both Cups Charlie, who's going to win the Scottish Cup and the League Cup? After an easy option I think both teams will retain I think Rangers will win the Scottish and Celtic will win the Premier Sports. Okay. I think the big teams will retain. The only reason that the only reason I, I can't see either Rangers or Celtic winning them is for the most common sense reason if they're drawn together and for their 
it, it, we spoke about it in the, the beginning of the show. The, the the league's going to be tight, and I think I think they're going to dominate. Uh, and and as much as Hearts finished third with twenty odd points, I think that'll leave them be a bigger gulf, and they'll be a lot closer to the rest of the teams for there. So um, for knockout tournaments. I 90 minutes away from him. Sometimes you can get them on a bad day. So Scottish Cup, Rangers, Premier Sports Cup, League Cup, Cup, whatever you want, Celtic. Lewis, who's going to win both Cups? I'm going for Rangers as well. Same with Charlie to retain the, the Scottish Cup. Um, uh, yep, I think they'll make it back-to-back successes. And for the League Cup, I'm going for Hearts. Okay. Um, they obviously enter the competition at the second round stage. Um I think you know they can put their, their Scottish Cup disappointment uh, to bed. Um, they haven't actually reached the final of the, the League Cup uh, since they lost to St Mirren in 2013, and I don't think they've won it for over 60 years. But uh, I think that they'll end that weight this year. Um, yeah, they didn't do. A, in all honesty, I didn't think they actually did much wrong in the in the Scottish Cup final. You know, Craig Gordon obviously some inspired goalkeeping um, to take the match into extra time and they just ran out of puff a bit in the end. But uh, I'm going for Hearts to win the League Cup. Wilson, who's going to win both Cups? I'm I'm going with Charlie. I think that's going to be... Um, I think Celtic will, you know, be in fire early doors. Um, and again, I think it always depend, depends on the league. I can't, I can't see either team doing a treble, to be honest. Um, but... I can't, I can't see, you know, neither team not winning something. So I'll, I'll just echo what Charlie said. Um, but just, just as you said, Scott, there about Rangers winning both domestic uh, trophies. Do you think Van Bronckhorst under pressure if that's what he does this year? Depends how they do in Europe, I think. But I think the, the league's the number one target. But oh, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's. I just, I, I think like I think. I, I just, I just wonder. If, I mean, Rangers have obviously. I mean, he's a big name. Big hitter being brought in and given plenty of money, and he's he's not won the league. It's a tough two, one. It's a two, tough two. one because, wait, well, as you say, are the Rangers fans going to be two Scottish Cups out of eight trophies? Here's a here's a here's a thing I, I, I thought as well. Say Rangers get put out in the quarterfinals last season of the Europa League, there would have been calls for Van Bronckhorst to, like, there would have been if he'd only won the Scottish Cup. Yeah, I think so. But I think I think Van Bronckhorst, I think he's better than Gerard tactically. I think like one thing that impressed me with Rangers is last season, like particularly kind of award towards the end, they were so much fitter than they mm-hmm. were before. Like they were coming off that game against Braga to then go and beat Celtic in a, a cup semi-final. They just look so much fitter. I think they're a proper like cup team. I don't I mean, know if they I don't know if they... last revenge though, that was <laughs> Madden's last revenge. But if you, t- if you said, like, do I think Rangers will win 10 games in a row in the league? I don't think so. And I think that's the only reason I'm going for Celtic to win the league. I just think that Celtic are more consistent. But in a, one, in a, a one-off cup game, I think Rangers could beat anybody. If, if, Cel- if Cel- the Celtic, when they get put out of the Champions League, if they finish third, do they drop into Europa League? If they finish fourth, they're out of Europe. Is that yeah. right? That's right. Ah, it's the same process again this year. The parachute. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think, you know, Lewis touched on there about Jota. Jota's got these six Champions League game and that's him. That's the only European football he'll be getting. But know? here, like, Cel- you would, I fancy Rangers to go further in Europe because I just think they're tactically more organised. I can see Celtic having some bad nights in Europe just because... Yeah. And, that, and, that, and they'll, they'll be like, looking at more points in the Champions League Celtic. 
think that's down to Van Bronckhurst having played European football, been involved in European football. And I think it's that Dutch thing as well. Like the Dutch, you listen to any Dutch manager, it's always defend first and then um, we'll take care of everything else. And Ange, as the, I'm not sure he's not capable, that's the wrong word, but he's not going to part the bus. He, yeah. He's going he's to turn up at the Bernabeu and go 4-3-3 and get absolutely... I mean, Brendan Rodgers yeah. Rogers was terrific domestically, but Brendan Rodgers against yep. Barcelona and PSG, get, there was some pummelings in there. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's where I think Celtic will finish. Bottom of their Champions League group, that's where I think they'll win the league. I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's where I think they'll win the league. Kind of what I'm thinking as well. Right, we'll close the final prediction of the wee off-the-cuff one that I've just thought of in the past hour or so. One thing this season that you think will happen. So, a wee storyline that you think will happen. It could be a manager leaving, a, a player leaving. We could have some big story that kicks off over the course of the season. I'm going to go first. The reason I haven't put Kyogo Furuhashi for player of the year or top goal scorer is I think he will leave in January. I think a big team will come in for him in January because I think I think he's magnificent. I think he's a top, top player. I can see uh, I can see him having a really good start if he stays fat and a Premier League team. He's not the biggest team in the world, so what, what do you mean by a big team? I think I genuinely... I, I, genuinely, I, I, I think a league. I think a uh, uh, Premier League. I think he's... Uh, that's what was important. So, is, is, is he better than Nunes, Firmino, Jota? No, but you know what I mean? Like, like, better than Haaland? Well, thank well. So, is, is it going to be, again, in this a wee bit like... I, I think I think personally, I think Joe Rebo's a better player than going to Southampton. Yeah. But for that, Armstrong. Yeah. And I know the riches of the Premier League that it, that it brings. I, I appreciate all of that. But again, I have never ever understood why a player would leave Celtic or Rangers at the top of their game again, apart from money, and go to Southampton, Burnley, Middlesbrough. It's that weak. It's that it's that animal. That I know. Weak. I know it's financial in that same set for life. No, what I, I just I never understood that with any player that's you know because Aribo's a starter and I'm quite sure about a starter for Southampton. I just think Rangers Champions League Southampton finishing 16th of the year. No, but the it. thing I see that is I think the thing that I see is is obviously number one's money, but number two is your weekly games. Um, so where are you playing this week? We're away to Livingston, we're away to Ross County, we're away to Kilmarnock, we're away to St Mum. You go down to the, the, the Premier League, where are you? We're away to Everton, we're away to Liverpool, we're away to Man United, we're away to Man City. That, that's what I think sways their decision as well. Yeah, for there. I think it's as much as the, the lure of Champions League football, but you're right in what you said, that might only be six games, seven games or whatever, whereas you're getting... 22 games of, should we say, higher calibre games. I, I, in, I, I, in I don't know that, but I, I wouldn't, again, I would like to think if I was ever in that position, and again, apart from financial, if I was a Celtic or Rangers starter every week, every game, I wouldn't be going to anyone probably below Newcastle. You're obviously a big top six, maybe Newcastle, you know, you've got to go in there and be a starter. I would to Everton or Southampton or Nottingham Forest or any of these guys by leaving Celtic Rangers. Absolutely no chance. And to go and sit in the bench or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. I just I think there's something about Kyogo. He's, he's, we spoke about it last year. His he's IQ, his movement, his 
a terrific finisher. I just think he is, he's. Think he's going to follow then Sinsuke. Yeah. Think he's going to go that way that he came across to sell. He came across to sell to, to put himself in the shop. Yeah. To go in to try and go into European football. I think every I think every player coming from that continent that's the ambition to do that. Yeah, it will be. Like, I even think like Yilma is coming from Turkey. That's it's the plan is England. England's such a big animal that Premier League. Is that a How kind of Jimson yeah. move? You know, get him in for five, sell him for fifteen or whatever. Possibly, that. possibly. Yeah. I was disappointed actually that Celtic didn't go for the, the boy Itakura over the summer. I know yeah. they got um, early on the window, but uh, I've watched him a couple of times. I'm pleasantly surprised, you know, obviously the, the competition at Manchester City is extremely strong, but he's another young Japanese talent who I think... You I think know, he's went to Munchen Gladbach, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has. Yeah. But no. as, as we say, no there's... No good enough for Celtic. Right, Wilson, what's your one thing that will happen this season? I've got two. Okay. I'm going to go for the opposition get a penalty at Ibrox. <laughs> I know that's out with the realms of Scottish football. There's no chance of playing Quidditch with Harry Potter than that. But um, And I'm going to go for four SPL managers sacked before the World Cup. Okay. Do you want to name them? Um, okay. I'll go Robinson, Alexander, Johnston, and Cam Davison. Okay. Of course, I want to see any of them sacked, of course not, but I, I, as I said, we can have mentioned earlier, Davison off to a bad start, they'll need to react. You can only dine out in what he achieved early doors. Um, as I say, I think we all agree that Hibs are falling apart of the seams. Um, I think Alexander came under P tonight, and as I say, I'm not a great fan of the, the Robinson thing at St Murren I, I just don't think that's a, that's a good fit there okay. um, so I'm going to go four SPL managers sacked before the World Cup that first one's the reason I've missed this show that I've, I was I was I was I was seeing it that's, coming that, 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 that's, that's just that's just for Jimmy Taylor at Stuart and Stephen Greenlee's at Shankers all these guys that's just for them just a wee one because they'll be raging I've been quite serious tonight they'll be raging Let's go across to the VAR room and all the referees. Lewis, what is the one thing you think will happen this season? I'm going down the lower league, Scott. Montrose today signed Rory McAllister from Cove Rangers. Okay. I think he'll hit 20 plus goals on Montrose. Now, he originally came from Montrose, didn't he? He was at Peterhead. Was that? Aye, yeah, and uh, he was linked with uh, uh, the apparently uh, Brecon City in the Highland League came mm. in the other day at a five five figure sum accepted by Cove and Montrose of of stuck in snuck in there, and I'm told that uh, Rory McAllister didn't want to play Highland League football because he's feared of the mighty Fraserburgh, my dad's hometown team. <laughs> <laughs> Highland League title this year. He didn't fancy taking on the, the mighty Fraserborough, so that's why he's gone to Montrose, and I think he'll do really well there. Has there been a falling out with Jim McIntyre there? Was that? Was that? He well, he's just he's talked previously. I know he had the offer to 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 join Aberdeen a couple of years ago. Is he not? Is he not? Is he not got a really, really good, good job? job? He's a gas yeah. engineer. Gas engineer. Yeah. I think he said something. That it's more. It's better wages doing that than yeah. playing full time. Yeah. That's why he, 
that's why when he was obviously at Peterhead, I thought he was uh, previously mentor. That's why I, he was at Peterhead. He never went full time because yeah, he had a fantastic job and and he was raking in the money. Pardon the expression. I remember when Rangers were down the lower leagues, it was Fastball's like of like Kenny Duca. Aye, exactly. He was a doctor, wasn't he? He was a doctor, aye. But it was Fastball's when Rangers were in the lower leagues that like like McCoy did try to get get him to sign, and I think there was something like he was. His job was too good or something, but Charlie, let's close the predictions with the one thing that will happen this season. Televised game will be abandoned because of a floodlight failure. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something like a televised game will be stopped because of VAR decision and don't, a riot. Don't you degrade these SPL stadiums to Oculus floodlights, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> And are the new ones at Glenafton? There'll be 50 pences in the metres. <laughs> Every junior grounds now in the Premier League get floodlights and through there. But we are... What was your prediction, Scott? Sorry, did I miss you? I said Kyogo Furuhashi. Kyogo, Kyogo yeah. away to Crystal Palace and a swap deal for French Eddie. There you go. I was actually... I had another one written down that I think a West team will do. will get to the the fifth round of Scottish Cup. That was be tell about against Hearts. Narval will go on a run with the, the players they brought in this summer. I see the boy the uh, Ross Meekin signed yeah. the other day. That's a, a real coup for them. I don't know where the money's coming from down there, but uh, they've assembled a, a really good squad. I was kind of surprised they, they didn't uh, beat Trenent in the Playoff to get into the lone league. Yeah. We'll How do you keep them all happy though? To find out more, to find happy? out more, to find out more, look at our new West of Scotland show coming up that this week on SM Media. We are going to wrap up the show there. It's been an absolute pleasure with the guys to do this, get the show back up and running. Wilson, it's a pleasure as always. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on, and I'll see you all in May with my 12 out of 12 predictions so I can text Rory Lloyd back and show them. Yeah. Charlie, pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Scott. I'll be delighted to buy Marco a refereeing kit <laughs> so we can see him wear it. <laughs> I might even, I might even organise a game. Easiest job in the world giving penalties to Rangers. Easiest job in the world. I'll organise a game for you to referee. <laughs> Lewis, it's been an absolute pleasure as well to, to have you on for the first time. It's been really enjoyable. Thanks very much, Scott. It might be the last time given some of my predictions tonight. So <laughs> We'll be back in May. You'll be back on in May. We'll, be, we'll, we'll review it in May. But thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. It's been a pleasure to be back doing the Scottish Football Show. And we will see you all soon. Thanks very much. <laughs>